This is Dr. Kate Walker reminding you that I am not that kind of doctor. Not only that, I'm not a CPA and I am not an attorney. Laws change all of the time, so Texas counselors creating badass businesses should never be construed as legal advice. Always check with your trusted professionals. Now, let's get to work. Welcome to Texas Counselors Creating Badass Businesses, where it's all about working smarter, not harder. And here's your host, Dr. Kate Walker, who actually enjoys Brussels sprouts. Hey, it's Dr. Kate Walker, and today I'm going to tell you how I got started in this field. What field, you ask? Is it counseling? Is it providing CEs? Who knows? What day is it? So listen up, and I'll share a little bit, and hopefully it'll get you inspired to do the same. Now let's get to work. Welcome to Texas Counselors Creating Badass Businesses. I started counseling because of a flyer in the teacher's lounge where I was working. They were offering master's degrees in school counseling and I thought well that sounds kind of cool I'm an orchestra teacher and I've thought about becoming a counselor and I never really thought about doing it you know it would mean uh, taking time off from work and all of this stuff and then I noticed it was all night classes and I was like "Ooh, that sounds amazing not that I didn't love orchestra I loved orchestra I loved teaching orchestra I loved the kids um, I think I was getting a little bored I graduated from the University of Texas with my base degree uh, slash music education. It's actually a BM. I have a Bachelor of Music um, in 1989. And I started teaching uh, little kids just like general music in uh, elementary schools. And then I moved on and became an orchestra teacher up in uh, what's it's called H-E-B. So for those of you from the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you know that that doesn't mean the grocery store. That means Hearst Euless Bedford. So I taught in a little elementary school in Bedford, Texas called Stonegate Elementary. And then I got a job at a music store where I met a guy who connected me with the orchestra teacher in the Richardson School District. So I taught at Westwood Junior High. That was my very very, very first orchestra teacher job. I taught there, um, got to teach uh, junior high and high school orchestra. That was a blast. Loved that. Moved back to Austin and got a job at Keeling Junior High on the east side. And it was amazing. I loved it. It was a magnet school. So uh, we had, I had these players. They were killer players. I mean, they were playing stuff that I could barely hold on and teach them. It was, it was a wonderful, wonderful school. Great experience. Um, then moved back, or I should say didn't move back. I moved to the Woodlands, Texas. I had never lived there before. Uh, my parents lived there and uh, I had a kiddo by then. I had, my first marriage had ended, moved back Sorry, there I said it again. I, I'm not going to edit that out. I don't know why I'm saying that. Moved to the Woodlands, Texas with my kiddo. And there I uh, started teaching junior high and high school again. I was at York Junior High and 
Oak Ridge High School. I met my husband, David, and we got married, had a couple more kids. And about the time my second kiddo was born, I decided, okay, you know what? I'm going to make this counseling dream happen. I had gotten some amazing counseling after my first marriage ended. And like most of us, we get into the field because we have a story like that where we received amazing counseling and we're like, okay, I think I can do this. I think I love this. And sure enough, I finished my master's degree in 2000. And uh, right about the time I was thinking about, gosh, this is really taking me back here. So I finished my master's in 2000. And let's see, my youngest was born in 02. Started the PhD program in 04. So funny story how that started. I was picking up my 12 hours uh, because when I finished my master's degree in 2000, it was a 36-hour program. So I didn't have enough hours to actually go do anything. So I was picking up my hours in ethics and practicum and internship. And Dr. Brune came and sat down in one of our classes and said, hey guys, we are starting a doctoral program and we are going to give away scholarships and you're going to get a trip to Mexico. And I was like, sold. So uh, I maybe it was because I had three little kids under the age of 10, who knows, but I wanted to go get my PhD and get that started. Uh, I just loved the idea of having a doctorate. Honestly, I had no real plans at that point about what I wanted to be when I grew up. I knew I wanted private practice, but that was about it. I still had one foot in the orchestra world. Uh, I wasn't willing to give up that great steady job. So 04, 05, I thought, okay, I'm going to pick up one foot. I'm going to put it firmly into the counseling field and start the PhD program. And that's kind of when all hell broke loose because when I started the PhD program, I had a little office in Conroe, Texas, where I was going to, you know, where I had my little all about the family private practice. And uh, then my husband got called up to go uh, get mobilized with the army. We didn't know where he was going. And so uh, that was crazy. And, uh, oh, wait, let me take that back. No, he, that was when 9-11 happened. In 04, he got mobilized to Iraq. So I had now the, the little one, I had the middle one, and then I had my older one. My husband was like, ah, see ya, I gotta go over here for uh, who knows how long. And then I got breast cancer. That super sucked because I didn't know how I wanted to get it treated, right? Did I want to do the chemo and all the stuff or did I just want to get those boobs chopped off and call it a day? And I had three kids at that point. I was in a doctoral program. I wanted to start a private practice. Call me crazy, but I just decided to opt for the double mastectomy. So the double mastectomy happened, and then the reconstruction started failing. Who ever heard of that? Well, the reconstruction, they'd do the expander, they'd put in the thing, and the thing would basically fall out. They'd do the expander, they'd put in the thing, and again, for those of you who are listening and you're wondering what the thing is, it's a silicone implant. It's kind of like a bean bag, but a, like a jelly bean bean bag. So whenever they would put the expanders in, they would expand the breast tissue, they would put in 
the uh, the silicone thing, and uh, because my tumor was so close to the skin when uh, when I was getting my surgeries, there just wasn't enough muscle and skin to really do the job and hold the implant in. So I had to do a more more of a major surgery where they took stuff off my back. When I say stuff, I mean like meat, <laughs> meat off my back and put it on the front. So when you see me walking towards you, you're actually looking at my back. I'm, I'm walking towards you back first. You just don't know it. So I had a successful reconstruction but it took my back and my front and i remember i wasn't even able to hold my little two-year-old for about a year you know i think i was i was that person who was able to pick up my kiddo with her feet <laughs> and so the doctoral program sam houston state university they were amazing and they gave me so much grace and uh, i was able to finish my doctorate in three years yay and uh, then start in the field and so I think now, what does that origin story have to do with who I am now and how I practice? And I think like a lot of us who coach folks in private practice, we hate seeing people make the same mistakes that we made. Now, I want to take it one step further because I know the limitations that were and still are placed on counselors and getting paneled by insurance, uh, Medicaid, Medicare, who can get paneled, LPC associates can't get paneled, but LPCs can, psychology associates can, but you know, there, there's kind of, uh, there are these territorial issues related to getting paneled and payment that are affecting Texans in these deserts where there is no access to mental health care. And I can remember thinking, you know, this, this isn't right. So while I was changing from an orchestra teacher into a counselor, I was always also becoming an advocate for that mom who was me, you know, that mom who's me. She's there in, in the middle of the night. She's, she has no resources. Um, I don't know if you're aware, but when you are a reservist spouse, you don't have this nice, nice warm and fuzzy FRG or a base that you can run to. You're kind of out in the middle of nowhere. You, you don't know how to access resources. So when I think about that mom in West Texas who is struggling with a kiddo or a situation that's way over her head, I think, okay, that's why we need more professionals in the field. So they have to be well-trained. They have to become supervisors because they have to pay it forward. But, and I, I always say, but I mean, and I decided that mental health profession, professionals are, are too important to lose to not knowing how to do business or not knowing the rules or not knowing what to do with their money or how to start a retirement account. So they're going broke, they're burning out, they're giving up because they can't go to doctor's appointments, they can't go to the dentist, they can't get their car fixed. It's just not a sustainable profession in so many ways, right? We already know the average lifespan for a corporation has dropped from 60 years to 20 years. And, and these are very general, broad numbers. But then you take folks who are just small business owners, uh, counselors, and they're trying to make their practice operate and work and run and feed their family and, you know, sustain their community. And they don't have the tools to do that. So 
insert Kate Walker training. I develop courses that give counselors the resources to stay in business, period. I make them uh, excellent courses. I build them for excellent people <laughs> in the hopes that they go serve their excellent communities. Now, I do other things too. Yes, I do some teaching uh, at universities. Um, yes, I still play music. I love playing music. I still do the occasional uh, sit-in with a band here and there, and it's a blast. I love to hike. I love uh, having adult kids who can host me for Thanksgiving, and uh, I love hanging out in uh, this little town that my husband and I live in, and we have these wonderful hobbies we do. We love, we're, we're UT volleyball fanatics. We have season tickets to UT volleyball and you will see us there on the floor behind the opposing team almost at every home game. So if you see us on, actually, we don't ever show up on TV because it's the opposing team's bench, but you know, sometimes you may see us over there. I am driven to provide counselors with excellent resources so they can stay in business and continue to serve their communities. How that started from a little kid born in Texas who then got moved to Indiana and then got moved to Michigan. So I'm this Texan Midwesterner and my kids can't even tell the difference in the accent when I take them to Michigan. They're like, mom, they sound just like you. And I'm like, what? I thought I lost my Midwestern accent, but I can hear it right now. And I know when I go back to edit this podcast, I'm going to hear it again. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. I want to invite you all along for the ride as I produce Texas Counselors Creating Badass Businesses podcast designed for one thing, and that is to keep you in business, mental health counselor. And you know what? If you're not from Texas, you're welcome. You're welcome to be here. We want you here. Texas, we are a very welcoming state. Yes, I'm speaking for all Texans now, but we also say what start starts here changes the world. And I've known that since I was a little kid. I know that legislation here can affect everything because we are so massive, not only inside, but in, in size, but in, uh, I'm sorry, like square, square feet, you know, geography, but also in population. So when we pass laws here, when we set precedent here, it does affect the entire nation. It affects the world. And so I'm very, very mindful that the groups that I form, the groups that I participate in, we stay positive, we stay encouraging, and we stay solution focused, right? No problem talk around here. We're going to state the problem only because we're about to follow it up with three or four solutions. And then we're going to take up off and, and we're going to get the problem solved. So that's our mission. That's my mission with Texas Counselors, creating badass businesses. And no matter where you are in your journey, my job is to get you from graduate to supervisor and beyond because you're too important to lose to going broke, giving up, not knowing the rules, burning out, quitting. Hashtag counselors don't quit. That's you. You don't quit. Your communities need you. I'm Dr. Kate Walker. Thanks for listening. And uh, I'll see you in some more podcasts. I'm Dr. Kate Walker. And this episode is brought to you by the 40 hour training to become a supervisor in Texas, not just any training, but the Kate Walker 
40-hour LPC LMFT supervisor training completely online. It's the only all-in-one 40-hour LPC LMFT supervisor training course and community designed to grow your skill set and give you more research-based resources all in less than 30 minutes a day. No bots, no BS, just a great course to get you up to supervisor. The Kate Walker Training 40-hour LPC LMFT Supervisor Training Course. Check it out.